The Sports Gambling Podcast is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use the promo code SGP50 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today where you play, you win, and you get paid. The Sports Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by Play Balto. The Sports Gambling Podcast has partnered up with PlayBalto.com for our March Madness Bracket Challenge. If you have the best bracket on Balto, you win $1,000. If you refer the person who has the best bracket, you win $5,000. If you have a perfect bracket, you win $100,000. So head to PlayBalto.com. You can also head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash madness to enter the SGP pool. And finally, the Sports Gambling Podcast is also sponsored by FanVest. FanVest Vagering Exchange will be the stock market for sports. FanVest is a digital exchange that lets you invest in and trade sports teams like stocks to monetize your sports knowledge without losing your wallet. On Sunday, March the 17th, FanVest are launching a free-to-play March Madness portfolio challenge where you can win a $5,000 cash prize for the winning portfolio. On Selection Sunday, sign up for free on FanVestWageringExchange.com to instantly receive a 1000 fan bucks to build a portfolio of your teams that you think will advance. That name again, FanVestWageringExchange.com. You are listening to the UPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. This is an international special. We'll be looking at the qualifiers here for Euro 2020. Uh, last time out, I did a podcast. I said there would be a Champions League show looking at the quarterfinals and previewing who would qualify from those games. That is going to be coming out next week due to Thanksgiving. We had a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, a lot of the Americans are into this March Madness thing at the moment. And, uh, we wanted to let things kind of go by with that before I put out a very, very important Champions League show. I also wanted to get this very quick international show done, this quick international version of the EPL show done so I could fully focus on that quarterfinal show for the Champions League where we're also going to look at the outright market. So that will be all by itself at the start of next week. Uh, won't be... Um, won't be buried by multiple other podcasts. We'll get that out nice and early next week, just before uh, next week's EPL show, because the EPL show will be back next week. And of course, the European show will return over on lockbetting.com. This is going to be a relatively short show because international football is tough. Although we had great success during the World Cup, it is generally a, a tough thing to to bet on because you just never know when a group of players that don't play together every week are just going to just not turn up 
essentially it could be um, based on distractions from what's going on in their club matches where their minds are just not on international football it's a very inconvenient time especially now uh, to play international football I think the worst times in the international calendar are two weeks after the season started where we're coming off a pre-season and we don't know where the fitness lies of most players and now when all the trophies are being decided all the big run-ins are going down in terms of who will win the leagues who will win the cups who will win the Europa League who will win the Champions League and then all of a sudden when we're at the end and we're reaching the climax of all of these um, competitions we then have an international week it's like having sex with your girlfriend and being 10 seconds away from finishing then pulling out and then deciding to build up all the momentum all over again it's just completely unnecessary really but we will be on um, well maybe not unnecessary in the circumstance that I just spoke about but you get my point hopefully um, we'll start off with uh, a game that happens tonight between Belgium and Russia where Belgium are the one to two favorites it's 10 to three for the draw and it's 13 to two for Russia uh, I think Belgium are definitely the favourites for this game. And I almost feel like they should be one to three or one to four here, even as big as that, because they are far better than Russia. And um, a lot of people will be looking at that World Cup where Russia had a very, very, very good World Cup last year. But they played every single game at home they had a whole nation behind them and although uh, you may look at this and think Russia did really well and they're improved yeah they did improve and yeah they did uh, hit above expectations however expectations were extremely low and they only needed to qualify from their group to go above expectations and as I just pointed out they played every game at home what's Russia's away record been like lately when's the last time Russia put out a massive performance away from home this is a real test for them going up against one of the best teams in the world a team that finished third in their World Cup in Russia uh, they've got too many good players here for me there's a lot of value here in taking Belgium with a minus one handicap, which is a plus money. You can get Belgium on the minus one handicap at six to five. And that's certainly the way I'm going to be going with this match because I think Belgium are going to get a comfortable win here over, over Russia. The only player that I think really, the only significant player that's missing in the Belgium squad is Romelu Lukaku. But Batshuayi is a player that manages to find a net for his country more often than not. He's decent at international football. And then those assists will be flying in from the likes of De Bruyne and Hazard and Mertens this, this class all over the pitch here not to mention a, uh, a very solid back four with a goalkeeper who is supposed to be world class but if you look at his recent uh, Real Madrid performances you would um, you would you would kind of retract that statement but hopefully uh, Courtois is able to keep a clean sheet today and uh, Belgium are able to beat this minus one handicap for us tonight up next, you're looking at Croatia and Azerbaijan, where Croatia are one to eight favourites. It's thirteen to two to draw and twenty-two to one on Croatia. Here, I think the bookies have been quite generous here in terms of when you move away from the match play, uh, where you can get Croatia on the handicap betting. Um, how um, I'm looking at where of, of, of where you can take them here on the handicap betting. So minus one. You can take Croatia to two to five, which is just outside the realm. Minus two, you can get them at plus money here at six to five, much like we just took on the last price. If you want to take a bet of 
Croatia to score over two and a half goals. That is available at just under evens at 10 to 11. I don't see how Croatia don't score three goals in this game with the players they've got on the pitch. Let's have a look here quickly at the Croatian players that they're going to have on the pitch here for this game. And um, let's see if we think that they can score three goals. Okay. So straight off the bat, they have Inter Milan's Ivan Perisic. They have Luka Modric, who's currently ranked as the best player in the world. They have Barcelona's Ivan Rakitic. They have Marcelo Brozovic. And even though they haven't got uh, Mandzukic in this game, they have Antti Rebic, who's the favourite to open the goal scoring here. So... They have so many goals in this team and they're going up against lowly opposition with Azerbaijan. How do they not score um, two and a half goals in this game? And also, how do they not cover a two goal handicap here? For me, either bet is viable. You can take the 10 to 11 on the over two and a half goals or you can take the six to five on them to cover a minus two handicap. But either way, I'm in the camp of Croatia in this one. I think that they'll win this game relatively comfortably tonight. Moving on to the next game I want to look at. And as I said to you, there isn't a whole ton of games that we're looking at for this um, for this international week here and these Euro 2020 fixtures. I have kept it rather limited. So everything I'm giving out, much like when I do the um, the European show over on lockbetting.com, I have looked at extensively and I do like quite a lot. So the final game from Thursday is the high-flying Netherlands hosting Belarus, where the Netherlands are the one to six favorites. It's six to one for the draw and 16 to one on lowly Belarus. Um, I think the the Netherlands are the most improved team in international football since last year's World Cup. I think they've had a really, really good 10 months. This is why they're in the Nations League final. They came out of nowhere qualifying ahead of France and qualifying ahead of Germany. And here I can't see them uh, doing anything but convincingly beating a Belarus team um, who are here for the taking. Uh, I think that Holland are a really good bet on the minus two Asian handicap here, which you can get at minus 180. So that's four to five. Um, in addition to that, I think that they have the best central defender in the world here. So I'm not expecting them to concede a goal. I love Holland to win this game to nil, which is available at four to six. So there's two bets that I like in this one. But at the end of the day, it all points to Holland or the Netherlands, as some people call them. Uh, well, Netherlands is the official name. Some people call them Holland. Had that back to front. But everything here points to me for a Netherlands victory and a convincing one at that. Moving on to tomorrow, and I'll start with a game that I will be going to. It's England at Wembley against the Czech Republic, where we are the one to three favourites to win this game. It's 18 to five to draw, and it's 10 to one on the Czech Republic. Um, I cannot see the Czech Republic scoring past England tomorrow. I think uh, England have a very, very solid defense at the moment. And they have a lot of options in terms of who they can bring in. Like Alexander Arnold and Kieran Trippier are fighting for, for one place. You have Chilwell who's taking the left back spot on the other side. And, and he's com completely solid uh, taking that spot uh, from, from Danny Rose. 
and you also have Luke Shaw in that position. At centre-backs, um, you have, well, I mean, I guess Carl Walker is a centre-back if you put him in a three, but then if he isn't, he then goes straight into that uh, full-back conversation as well, where he could be a contender for the right-back spot alongside Trippier and Alexander-Arnold. There's tons of great players in the defence. Um, you have John Stones at centre-back. You have Harry Maguire at centre-back. Um Obviously, then it gets a little bit weaker when you're looking at the likes of Michael Keane, who hasn't really had a great season. But then you've got Declan Rice, who's had a really good season for West Ham. He's, he's coming into the squad for the first time. Uh, Eric Dyer as well, uh, who can play in at centre-back or can be a solid defensive midfielder. And so there are a lot of options there for England up front. It looks really, really good. Obviously, you have Harry Kane uh, and then Callum Wilson and his backup. And then around that, you have loads and loads of pace. Uh, Marcus Rashford, uh, Raheem Sterling, Jaden Sancho, and of course, Dele Alli uh, to create things there for England. So this is a very, very, very strong England team who are not going to have problems uh, beating Czech Republic here. Not, not at all. Uh, I can't recognise... Any of the names on the Czech Republic team that I would say, I, I know the names, but I wouldn't say uh, they're household names for, for you guys. Uh, maybe Vidra would be the only one that we really know of. And um, he's not a, a massive threat in terms of, of goal scoring. So I think England will win this game to nil, which is available at four to five. But just in case uh, there is a sloppy goal in this game, I have full confidence in England winning this game and covering the minus one handicap, which is at plus money at 11 to 10. Uh, I'm expecting a solid England performance tomorrow with a lot of um, fresh new faces taken to the field. I'm looking forward to seeing Sancho, even though he's played before, I'm, I'm still looking forward to him uh, starting his uh, infancy, starting the infancy of his England career. And, uh, and seeing Raheem Sterling as well in the form that he's been in at the moment. It's just a strong, strong England lineup, the strongest that we've had in a long time, which was obviously proven by the fact that they ended up reaching the uh, semi-finals of the World Cup last year. Moving on to the next game that I'm going to cover, and it's uh, a weird one. It's Gibraltar against the Republic of Ireland. And Republic of Ireland are... 1 to 25 to win this game. It's 28 to 100 Gibraltar and 12 to 1 on the draw. Now, this is professional footballers against a team of amateurs in this game. And I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Ireland rack this up to four, five, or even six goals. For some reason, uh, the minus two handicap on this game is within the realm of what we can give, which is just uh, one to two. And that's for the minus two. Ireland to win this game and for there to be over three and a half goals in this game is at 10 to 11. I'm certainly thinking I'm going to be on that one. I, I don't think Ireland are getting enough respect here. And I also think the improvement of Gibraltar has been overrated. I don't think the, that they're that much better than the likes of San Marino and Andorra, who have been shitty teams for years in, in world football. Up next, we're going to look at Andorra, and they play against Iceland, where Iceland are the one to five favourites to win this game. Andorra are 14 to one, it's nine to two to draw. 
Uh, I think this is a good price on Iceland, even though it's one to five. If you look at the Iceland players and look at what they've achieved lately, they were hard to beat in the World Cup. Uh, they had a really good Euro 2016. They have Golfi Sigerson in their team, as well as uh, a few other players that have played previously in the English Premier League or the Championship. So I think they're a good price at one to five here. And I love Iceland to cover the minus one handicap here at four to five. Definitely getting decent value here on Iceland. Um, very surprised by this price. There's absolutely no way they don't win this game against Andorra. I think that's going to be comfortable for them. And uh, I'm certainly all over that selection. Moving on to a game that happens on uh, another game. Sorry, that happens on on Saturday. Um, I've gone slightly out of order here. I covered the Republic of Ireland game, which is on Saturday, before I covered the Andorra-Iceland game. So the Republic of Ireland game is on Saturday, and we now are on Saturday. So I'm going to look at Sweden versus Romania, where Sweden are the three to four favourites. It's nine to four to draw, and it's four to one on Romania. Now. These two teams are notorious for one thing, and that is their defences. Their defences are very tight. Um, there was a qualifying campaign recently where Romania didn't concede. Sorry, were, were the lowest, uh, conceded the lowest amount of goals in, in qualifying. And we all saw Sweden during the World Cup. Their whole team was centred around defence and keeping clean sheets. I like Sweden to win this game to nil, which is available at seven to four. And uh, obviously, as I said, Sweden the three to four to win this game. But the better like better than all of these is for the game to have under two and a half goals there's no way in my opinion that this one goes higher than that um i think if anything it's a safer bet than sweden to win to nil because i don't think sweden are winning this three nil and i just don't think romania are going to come out and try and score but they may try and keep Sweden out of the game. They may try and keep this tight and maybe Sweden don't break through at all. They're not exactly full of attacking options. So the under two and a half goals is available at four to seven. Let's look at some of the um, attacking options that Sweden... Actually, let's not bother. Let's... I mean, we 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 know that without Zlatan Ibrahimovic that we're not going to recognise any of the attacking names in the Sweden team. They're, they're mainly centred around their defensive options. They're a solid team. They have always been considered a poor man's England. And I think that's what Sweden will always be. And uh, I really like this selection here for the under two and a half goals in this game. And uh, I would recommend that you guys play that one. Uh, and it may come off as an official pick on my uh, lockbetting.com website. So I'm going to finish off with two more games and then I understand there are more international fixtures. So what I'm going to do is over on lockbetting.com, my website, I'm going to cover the games that will be happening on Sunday, the games that will be happening on Monday and the games that will be happening on Tuesday. Once we get a feel for how these teams are playing and we have a look at the squads and we know the injury situations, etc., then I'll be able to put out a podcast on Saturday and that will be exclusively on my website, lockbetting.com. It's very difficult for me now to cover the full international program, which is tons and tons and tons of games uh, until these teams have played once. I can't, I could give you out bets on teams um, 
for two games. I, I can't say England against Czech Republic and then cover uh, Montenegro versus England on Monday before England have even played Czech Republic. It's just stupid for me to come on and do so. So if you want the second part of the international podcast, make sure you become a member over at lockbetting.com, which is my website. So you'll get this second half of this international podcast over there. Uh, so I'm going to finish off with the two games I said I'd cover on Saturday. They feature two big hitters. It's Italy versus Finland and Spain's game against Norway. Italy versus Finland sees Italy at three to ten. It's seven to two to draw, and it's ten to one on Finland. Uh, I'm expecting Italy to be in a in a low scoring game here. Uh, I'm expecting under two and a half goals again, but I am expecting Italy win. So if you're feeling brave, you can take Italy to win and under two and a half goals here at six to four. Um, Obviously, that's very similar to taking Italy to win to nil, except to nil gives you a little bit more insurance because it means that Italy are able to win three or four nil. But the price changes to an unfavorable four to six, whereas you can get six to four for them to win with under two and a half goals. That's the one nil and two nil. Italy aren't notorious big goal scorers, and I do think uh, I feel confident about keeping it at where I've kept it there uh, with Italy to win an under two and a half goals. As for Spain against Norway, I feel like Spain do play a lot better in the qualifiers and then when they get to major tournaments, they seem to be a bit of a letdown and I'm expecting more of the same here. I'm expecting Spain to come back after... Um, a disappointing World Cup and disappointing Nations League campaign where they finished uh, runners-up to England in the group and come out here and, and put on a decent performance against Norway. I'm taking Spain on the minus one handicap to win this game uh, at 8-15. to 15. I think they, they'll do a job on Norway and win this game relatively comfortably. Closing out this show with the lock dog parlay portion of the show, as we always do. Um, there's a lot of locks here. There really are. Um, obviously, a lot of handicap locks here when you're looking at the Netherlands game against against Belarus, Croatia against Azerbaijan, maybe even England against the Czech Republic. But the one I liked the most was the very first game that we covered, Belgium versus Russia. Uh, I'm going to take Belgium here, but I'm not going to take them on the uh, on the minus one handicap that we mentioned at plus money. I'm going to take them at four to six on the Asian handicap. Now, what that does is it means if they do only win this game by one goal, you will get a refund on that selection. So it's going to be Belgium on the minus one Asian handicap here. But if you feel super confident, take them at minus one at six to five. I'm not confident enough to lock that up, but I do think that Belgium 100% win this game and I am expecting them to win it by a few goals. If you're looking for a backup lock and that game pushes, and only if it pushes. So if Belgium win by more than two, by two goals or more, this isn't a lock. Or if Belgium end up not winning that game, so if they draw or lose, this isn't a lock. If Belgium win 1-0 or 2-1 and that first lock is a push, then bet the second lock only, which is England minus one. But do not bet England minus one if Belgium is a winner or if Belgium is a loser. Only bet England minus one if the lock pushes because we do need a lock this week and 
I don't really want there to be a push. And uh, we have a really, really good lot record this season of 34 and 8. And um, yeah, so a push will be a void here. It's not going to be 30, 34, 8 and 1 or anything silly like that. It's going to be a complete void and England will become the lock. But only if that pushes. I can't reiterate that to you enough. Only if that pushes. Moving on to the parlay, and it's a four selection parlay for you guys this week, and it's Iceland, England, Spain, and under two and a half goals in the Sweden Romania game. If you put a hundred pounds on that, it will return you two hundred and ninety four pounds and four p. So really liking that one. Uh, the toughest selection there, as far as odds goes, is the under two and a half goals in the Sweden-Romania game. And obviously, if you've been listening to the show, you would have heard that I really, really like that one. And I'm very confident about that. So I have no qualms about giving that one out. For the underdog on this show, you would have noticed that we didn't give out an underdog as we were going through the show. There was nothing that really stood out on this show as a really, really great underdog. Uh, I wish we'd got on in time to do um, the show before Kazakhstan beat Scotland because I would have quite fancied that one because uh, Scotland had a lot of people pull out of the squad and really didn't seem like they were interested in that game today. And uh, Kazakhstan put put a beating on them, which... Um, which really wasn't a massive surprise to me, but they did go into that game as the underdog. So the underdog that I've opted to go for is uh, Albania on the draw no bet market against Turkey. It's not a game that we covered uh, because um, I didn't have a great interest in it. And like I said, um, this is not a, uh, like, um, like I'm going to reiterate, this isn't a strong play. This isn't something that's going to show up necessarily on my, on my website or anything else. Uh, it's just because we have a format on this show. We're following the format of the show, which is to pick a lock dog and a parlay and, Gun to my head, uh, I've had to go for Albania to beat Turkey, but I'm taking it on the draw no bet market. It's because I'm expecting this one to be quite a low scoring, uh, a quite a low scoring game. Uh, both teams need a positive result here because Albania were a very much improving nation. However, Turkey are a very much declining nation in terms of football. Now, Turkey are obviously far, far better than Albania still, um, given, and you can tell that by the prices. However, they were once one of the top five teams in Europe. They once finished third in a World Cup. Like Turkish football was thriving at one point, and it certainly isn't right now. It certainly isn't where it was. And Albania were once a team that were beaten so easily, like the likes of Andorra and San Marino. And they've, they've improved a lot. Um, these two countries have played each other 10 times before. And as these stand, a head-to-head record is level with both teams on four wins, two draws and four defeats. That tells me this is an even game. But we have one team as a massive underdog and one team as a relatively strong favourite going into this. And the underdog is the home team. I like the home dog here, but I like them on the double chance, which is available at 5-4 to four at Albania 
to beat Turkey on the double chance at five to four. That's it from me and this edition of the EPL show, an international version that covers your first lot of international games. The second lot will be available exclusively, as I said, over at lockbetting.com. Go and check out the, the packages there. The PL is there for the elite customers uh, who've won over £2,000 every single month and are on course to do so again. I highly recommend that. I'm not asking you to buy anything. I'm not asking you to commit to anything. Just go and have a look at the P&L charts. They can't be forged. It's a community website. If anything on there wasn't legitimate, the other members would speak up in the comment section and don't and and bake no bones about it. My members are not hesitant to speak up about anything. They're not hesitant to ask questions. They're not hesitant to query things. So they will speak up if there were any discrepancies and it never has been. We make a shit ton of money over at lockbetting.com. I'll be blunt. We make a shit ton of money at lockbetting.com. We're killing it in UFC. We're killing it in WWE. We're killing it in the NBA. We are slaying it in soccer week in, week out. We make a shit ton of money on lockbetting.com. So make sure you go and check it out. Check out the P&L. There's a Q&A um, thread there at the moment, so feel free to ask questions. You're welcome to do so. That's it from me. You know where you can find me. As far as the SGP goes, I'll be back next week with the Champions League show. I'll be back with the EPL show. But if you want the second part of the international fixtures and if you want the very, very popular European show next week where the locks are currently sitting at 22 and 5 at the season, you need to head over to my website, lockbetting.com. As I always say, good luck with all of your bets and thanks for listening. 